Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Hey guys, welcome back to Mom Brain. I'm Ilaria. And I'm Daphne. And today we're chatting with the Jillian Michaels. You guys obviously know her and love her from The Biggest Loser, from any number of magazine articles, her app, her website. You've seen her all over the place. Um, but what we're going to talk about today is actually, well, we're going to actually go pretty deep on, yeah, on like health and wellness for mom specifically, but also about her journey in motherhood, raising her two beautiful kids her figuring out along the way what she's comfortable with in terms of trying to get them to eat well, trying to get them to exercise. It is a struggle for all of us. So she has a lot of great tips and tricks. We nerded out, nerding out with Jillian Michaels. Fitness nerds. (laughs) All right, enjoy. Hey guys, I'm Jillian Michaels, um, health and fitness expert. And I'm also the mom of two, uh, Lucencia and Phoenix. Be sure to check out my health and fitness app with meal plans and customized workouts at JillianMichaels.com. You can follow me at Jillian Michaels. You're further along in the mom game than either Ilari or I, our oldest. Carmen's six, Philomena's five. So we have... You, I feel like you have you have three or four years on us. And so they're they're 10 and seven. Nine and seven. Oh, nine, nine and seven. seven. Nine and seven. Okay. What is happening in the world of nine and seven? What's going on? Here's what's super exciting about where we're at now is they can cereal. So I don't even have to get out of bed. Uh, I'm so <laughs> they looking can, forward to that one day. They wipe their own butts very efficiently and effectively, which is also fantastic. Um, they are not at... Anywhere near that teenager kind of, so everything's pretty chill. No real complaints about these ages. It's all on the up and up. Um, the YouTube thing is a bit of a nightmare because the just, I can't even, I li- I don't even relate to what they're watching, by the right. way. It's like, literally my son will watch somebody open up a box. I know, like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> And then it's weird because then it's adults. It's adults like playing with the toys and you just see their like adult hands. And I'm like, this is creepy. I, I actually took, I took so it away. Odd. I took it away and I was like, we're done. This is creeping me out. I, and they're like, mom, yeah. you know, so I'm I am like, so I'm so excited. I mean, being a being a fitness person myself, I'm so, so, so excited that when I saw your name on our on our um, schedule today um, and I have so many things I want to talk to you about, like I want to. I want to get like health tips and exercise tips from you. And then I also want to talk about raising our kids to appreciate exercise as well, because Mm -hmm. it's very, it's very interesting for me, like being somebody that I love to be so active. My daughter, who's the oldest, like she walks the block and she's like, I'm so tired. And I'm like, but this is amazing. We're going for long walks. She's like, my legs hurt and I'm done. And I'm like, but we're like going on a nice, like long family walk together. And mommy, I'm going home. Yeah. So can you talk to me a little bit about about how you raise your kids and not and not pushing it down their throat either. Right. But I'm trying to kind of navigate this this uh, you know this fine line of wanting your kids to be active and move and feel good and be strong, and then also not like overdoing it. Well, look, I I can only speak from my personal experience because the reality is like every kid is different, every family is different, right? Um, for me, I just got them into activities they loved. So, you know, my son loves gymnastics. He loves parkour. My daughter loves dance and she loves karate. And they kind of naturally gravitated towards those things. And then I just 
facilitated it for them. So it wasn't like me saying, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And we're going to do this. I, I did my own thing. I led by example and they would see like me creating little videos for social and they would try it or they'd want to be involved, but I wasn't telling them to be involved. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the reverse psychology. You know what I mean? Like I swear. So my daughter refuses to swear because it's not cool. So before she gets into college, I'm going to take up crack heroin. <laughs> and she'll be like, these things are just not cool. So, you know, I find that if you try to get them to do it, they're like, uh, like, like your daughter. Right. Whereas you lead by example, they see you doing it and secretly they kind of respect and admire it. And then you just expose them to things that are fun and whatever they naturally gravitate towards you encourage. Right. Where we've struggled the most in my household is food. And <laughs> it, it has been, wow. I mean, and they're both really healthy kids because they move a lot. But when I, I mean, literally my son last night, we went for sushi and I turned around and he's like drinking soy sauce. And I was like, dude, no, no. No, I mean, it's like the sugar and the salt addiction, no matter what you do. Like I was just talking to um, my ex who is a great friend now. And we were like, do we send our daughter to sleepaway camp? Because there's soda and there's all this crap. And she kind of goes a little bit crazy when we're not there. And it's like the food is a real challenge. And I find that it's just a constant education. Right. Here's why this is so bad for you. Yes, I know you don't see it now, but the long-term results are as follows. The people that you look up to and worship, whether it's Beyonce or this young 24-year-old quarterback who just, you know, crushed the Super Bowl, guarantee they're not drinking soy sauce out of a bottle, dude. You know? (laughs) (laughs) If it makes you feel better, Fila would like to dip her bread in soy sauce. Like that, she actually asked if that had ever been done before and then was curious why that wasn't like a thing. My kids are, my big my kids are big uh, soy sauce kids too. You know what? You know, I'll, I'll get a little bit of um, criticism. We'll call it for, for (laughs) feeding my kids in a way that I believe is healthy. And they're like, it's gonna, it's gonna come into like, they're just gonna be like all about candy and unhealthy food one day. And I'm like, but they do it anyway. Exactly. I really think they're going to do it anyway. Yeah. I I think you're right. I I mean, here's why, here's why I think you're right. Because I've I've tried it all, right? right? So maybe this this like few years ahead of you, <laughs> I can say I tried like for hiding the veggies and the brownies. Right. I tried friggin' okay, we're gonna do all of this stuff, but like moderation. You know, we get one treat a day. I I've tried like okay, you know, no treats a day. Educate like the kids want sugar. It's it's biochemical. Tastes amazing sets the brain on fire. Like adults want sugar. So do kids. They're not stupid. They right. know that like, it tastes good. Right. So I think that like, you've got to set these guidelines. You've got to get the healthy stuff into them whenever and however you can, because they're still going to sleepaway camp and they're going to drink soda. Right. Whether you, no matter what you do, whether they have a soda at home or whether they don't have soda at home, they will go to sleepaway camp when you're not looking and drink it. So I think mitigate the damage personally and do what you're personally. I'm with you. Now, how do you make your kids eat vegetables? Any amazing tips and tricks? Because I do the whole hiding vegetables in things right now because it's such a struggle. I just make it. By the way, most people disagree with me. Okay. So my thing is I'm like, you do not get a treat. You don't get your dessert, like your treat for the day, unless you eat the good stuff. You just don't. And everyone's like, you shouldn't reward them with food. And 
I get it. But you know what? It's like... <laughs> but it works. It works and it's it worked works, for a very dude. long time. It, it's just... At that way, I'm like, look, it's not all, it's not nothing, but you don't get to have that unless you have this. You right. can't just eat crap. You can't do it. Right. So unless you eat the good stuff for dinner, we don't get the treat at the end of the day. We just don't. Right. And I mean, it It works in this house. I'm like, I don't care. What do you like? You like broccoli with cheese? Here's broccoli with cheese. Then my daughter's like, I want carrots and cucumbers. Done. Fine. Carrots and cucumbers. But they got to do it. It's it's like you got to do the good stuff in order to get the treat. And I, I think of it as a metaphor. It's like you got to do the work to get the reward. Right. Of course. No, it makes I don't sense. know why that's a bad work, thing. Whatever. Like the human brain is hardwired to work for reward. It does like, why else would you do any of the things you do that are difficult <laughs> to get to the golden pot at the end? You know, Thank you. I mean, um, no, I'm with uh, you. I'm, I'm, it's not, and I don't, I'm not like a, I don't withhold it in terms of like, you know, you get nothing. It's more like, I want you to, I try to, I try to reward them by being like, you get to make the choice. Do you want the carrots and cucumbers or do you want the broccoli? Like I give them the option of two healthy things to choose from. Right. And I put it on the table. It's family style. They serve themselves. And then if they've been adult about their good choices, they can be adult about their treat reward at the end. Right. Um. Okay. Wait. So you said you're debating sending your, your uh, daughter to sleepaway camp but it sounds like you might do it. It sounds like it's happening. I said maybe a week this time. I literally was like, I don't know about the two weeks. I was like, maybe one week because she's just but are you unchecked. Are you like right. the fly in and rescue her like night two? She's calling you from her like secret stash cell phone. Like Mommy. she's like, I'm very happy here with my 12 <laughs> bottles of soda. And I will stay I'm here to say thank you. Oh, homie does not want to come home. <laughs> homie is like, I want to go all summer. I mean, they don't have bedtime. It's chaos. oh, wow. I, I, what kind of rave summer camp like, is this? This is amazing. Right. <laughs> they go to bed at like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. They're off talking all night long. It is a party for this kid my son will be the one that's like get me the hell out of here my daughter is like never ever come back for me she loves it loves it that's so funny my um my son recently his godmother took him so he's four and like doesn't have a very long attention span obviously and my uh, his godmother said i'm gonna take him to go see little women and i was like well he's never you know He's never been to a movie theater before, let alone to go see Little Women. Like, I don't think this is going to go over well. And she's like, watch. And I'm texting the whole time and being like, do you need me to come pick him up? Is everything okay?" And she's sending me pictures. No, he's great. But what you see in the background is he has soda and like candy and Uh, all this stuff. And I'm like, of course, you're giving him all the things that I won't let him have in terms of like so much excess. Like they can have treats every single day. But like not that many and definitely not, you know, yeah. a giant soda. And I was like, it's what he sat through all of Little Women, my four year old. Oh, I bet he did. <laughs> He's like, this is the Meryl Street. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> all Bring it day on. Long. <laughs> what else do yeah, you got? He's made that association. Meryl Street. Soda. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Now he's going to want to watch Silkwood. Watch. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Golden Girls. Anyone? Can we just keep get a marathon running? Um, okay. Yeah, so I want to I want to ask you just because you are, you know, obviously we think about this even now. Uh, we actually had like a school assembly about. Um, bullying mm. and about especially for little girls. Although I mean, it's for everyone, but like ours because my oldest is a girl. We had a conversation about how early on with girls, especially the bullying begins. And I know that you have been have you been very brave and spoken publicly about your own experience um, with bullying and how that shaped you and how that shaped your career and also how it shaped your just attitude now. And I'm curious. You, we were talking about the sleepaway camp when you are not 
constantly oversight with your children or always with them. What do you I mean, how do you, do you talk to her about it? Do you are you on the lookout for it? Like what's sort of your your take on that? You know, we haven't had a huge issue with it yet. Sometimes my daughter will come home and there are kids that aren't as nice. There were some racial comments many years back and my my ex and I went in and talked to the school. There were some comments about, you know, some religious comments about having two gay moms. We changed the school. <laughs> we changed that school. Um, but for the most part, it really hasn't been that big of a deal. I I have told them both since they're not really bullier or being bullied that it is their job to step up and protect a kid if they see someone being bullied, that that is like what the cool kid does. And, you know, the cool kid is the one that includes everybody that is friends with everybody and is secure enough to do that. Um, and so it, it hasn't really been that much of an issue. I, I, I'm wondering if it's going to come, if it's going to happen, but I also don't let them take any crap. I, I'm not the kind of parent, like if someone punches my son and it's not a girl, I'm like, I don't care. Like, don't start a fight. If someone hits you, you have my permission to end it. <laughs> and everyone gets pissed at me. I'm like, no, no. If a boy cracks you in the face, go ham. I'm like, I, I have your back. No one is allowed to punch you in the face. Don't step back. Like if somebody attacks you and he, they do have like their, I call them the deaf cons. So it's like, first thing, talk to the kid yourself. Yo, stop it. Put your hand out. Set your physical boundary. Don't back away. Look them in the eye. Use your words. Don't do that. If that doesn't work, go to the teacher. If that doesn't work and they touch you, you are free to go. Unless it's a girl. He knows he's never allowed to touch a girl. My daughter, same thing. I'm like, if anyone ever lays a hand on you, go batch it. I have your back. So, <laughs> so but they have the they have the steps. But if someone touches them, I don't care. I'm like, you defend yourself. Right. And so it's politically incorrect. I don't care. I don't want anyone touching my kids. Right. But as you know, self-defense, you have to be able to protect yourself. I mean, a lot of kids go into into classes for self-defense now of just being well, also able just to self-sufficiency feeling like I mean, obviously, there are situations where people have to, parents and teachers have to step in. But it's also like even just the first DEFCON level where you where you stand around <laughs> and you're like, dude, what are, what are you doing? I mean, there's just there's a lot of a presence and confidence that comes with that knowledge that like, mm -hmm. I don't have to shrink from this. I don't have to run away from this. Someone doesn't have to step in and fix this for me. I can see if I can fix it myself. You know, I think I wonder, I, you know, I, again, fortunately, very fortunate that you haven't, that your kids haven't had to be exposed to it too much. And, and we haven't either, but it's something that I think about a lot because I am that mama bear that like, I would want to be the one to be like, ah, like yeah. don't touch my kids, you know, but at the same time, you really, I, I don't, I don't want to rob my kids of the learning experiences that everyone has to go through to become yeah. their own best advocate, to become the you know strong, confident, um, powerful person that I want all my kids to be. Um, Do you put your kids in physical activities? Or are they part of like group sports or? They, my daughter's in martial arts and she's actually testing for her green belt this Friday. Wow. wow. My son is too, but he doesn't, he's not obsessed with it the way she is, but he likes it. Um, he loves, he's all about gymnastics and parkour. Like that's his thing. So he's kind of, you know, people don't, don't really mess with him. Cause he's like, he's one of the taller kids in the class. He's going to like rappel off the building like, to a backflip. Back, yeah. He does like backflips on the schoolyard. So he kind of, he's sort of like one of the, he just, 
people he's like cool him. Kid. He's affable. He's a goofball. You know, it it's, it hasn't been that much of an issue, but it's it's constantly making sure that he's a nice kid. Right. And that's and that's something that like earlier in the year, we got a message from one of his teachers that he was being disruptive. And, you know, because he wants the attention. He's like, oh, how do I get the attention? It's all look at me, look at me, look at me. And I was like, dude, because there was a kid at his last school that was he didn't like for that reason. And I was like, remember, we talked about this kid and you thought he was kind of a. We'll say jerk is the word we use. And I was like, you're that guy right now. You're like the guy disrupting everybody, interrupting everybody, not letting them do, them do their thing. Like, that's you. And I was like, you know, you're in trouble at school. And then we gave him a consequence at home. And he got better. I haven't heard anything since. But I think that part of it, not just the punishment, like, hey, you know, you're you're kind of a douche. You're being like people are not happy with your behavior. That calmed him down fast. But I don't think it was malicious on his part. It was more just like attention seeking. So they, they gravitate towards it automatically, the physical stuff for the attention, I think. How do you navigate video games? Um, it's something that I think a lot about, especially, you know, being somebody who wants to have very active kids. Yeah. Um, do you give them video games? Do you just say no video games in the house? But then do they, they have that whole thing where then they go to their friends' houses and then they don't want to be home? I could be making a huge mistake. I mean, all transparency, I, I am certainly no expert. So we'll, we'll put that out there. Like I will speak on, on, you know, health, wellness, diet, nutrition, fitness, all that with absolute authority with this. Like it's just, this is just a personal opinion. I mean, I let them have like an hour of screen time a day. Mm-hmm. And unless it's like so violent or so overly mature, you want to play angry birds on your iPad. Like, well, you know, the world's not going to end. Right. Like you want to, you know, sometimes, sometimes we do play mortal Kombat. As long as I win, I'm happy. <laughs> I mean, Finish we, him. Did, we did go through the Fortnite phase. I mean, and I was like, look, he's, there's no one's, it's not uber gory Fortnite. Like, I, I mean, and then he kind of got over it. He played it for a little while. He thought it was cool. And then he was on to the next thing. Right. Um, so for me, I don't find that he, they get like overly obsessed with anything. I mean, my son does love fishing. That's his current thing, but I don't know. I, I, again, like I give him like an hour a day. I don't, I don't really care if it's like a show mm-hmm. or you want to play some games. Like we'll play some games. I usually play with them and it hasn't been that much of a thing. Cause I, I, I try to keep it just balanced. Right. Not just you know? similarly from the way that you eat or take care of yourself. If you become, if it's taboo or off limits or like something that people withhold from you, then it becomes way more exciting. If it's something where you're like, you have flexibility here, you get to use it when you want to for this set period of time that I'm comfortable with as your parent. Right. Um, yeah, there's something. Yeah, there's there's real value in that. Also, to be able to like, I think about this, obviously, it's a few years away, but a lot of years away. But like, you know, I, you don't you don't want to make you don't want to make every decision for them so that when they become independent or have some flexibility, they make all the wrong choices. Right. You want them to be you know, given some opportunities to make the right ones early on. Um, okay, wait. Yeah, so, I would hope. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> I, I hope so. Fingers crossed. But that's the whole, but that's the whole th- thing that we talk about a lot here is that we don't have it all figured out. And so that's why I like talk to everybody and like Which throw out different ideas. And then we're like, all right, let's try this. It's the whole point. We're learning there all is, the time. There is no right or wrong. So I'm, I, ha- I want to ask because I feel like you've been in the spotlight as someone that people have turned to for motivation and great like health and wellness and eating and nutrition information for so many years. Um, I, I'm, 
you know, throughout that time, how do you keep yourself motivated? Like, I, th- I wonder about this for health and wellness personalities all the time, because we all are human. We all have those moments where we're just like, I just want to sit on the couch and like eat a bag of Doritos. Like, what do you, you know, what do you, how do you keep yourself engaged? How do you keep yourself motivated? How do you like pick yourself up if you're, you know, going on a slump or something? What do you, what do you like to do for yourself? Do you go on a slump? Is that possible? Yeah, possible. absolutely. But I, but I think that that's kind of the misconception, right? So the, the misconception is like, oh, you must be so motivated. You must go crazy at the gym. You must go all the time. You must eat perfect. And I, I establish a, again, everything for me is about balance. It's like, I don't put the word too, T-O-O, in front of anything. I don't do too little and I don't do too much. And I find that that works for me personally. So it's like, I don't overeat. I understand the simple science of managing my weight is an energy equation. We're not talking about health. Talk about health later if you want. But weight maintenance is, it is, it's not a question. It is basic science that has been proven time and time again. It's called the law of thermodynamics. It's calories in calories out period. So if I'm not getting to the gym because I'm super busy or I'm feeling super lazy or I'm feeling super bummed about life, I just don't overeat at the same time. Right. I'm like, all right, well, I burn about 1800 calories a day without going to the gym. So I'm not going to eat more than that. I'm not going to get any bigger. If I do get to the gym, I get to eat a little bit more. I try to use common sense with my food choices, right? Like I don't eat perfect. If I'm going to have a bagel, I have an organic whole grain bagel. I'm not having like a kale smoothie for breakfast. I would rather stick needles in my eyes. So, you know what I mean? Like I just, I don't overeat. I eat better than, you know, more better choices than poor ones. 80% of the time, I like to think I make the better choice. And I just use common sense. If there's an organic version, I choose it. If there's food without chemicals and preservatives and hormones and antibiotics, that's going to be my go-to when selecting that particular product. And I find that this balance makes it very manageable, very sustainable, not impossibly difficult. I get to the gym four times a week for 30 minutes. When I go, I make it count. I don't overeat. And it really, maintenance mode is and should be that manageable. Weight loss, different animal, because it's kind of like, let's say you're in debt from college, right? You have all this debt. Well, you may need to work three jobs to get that paid off and pay your current bills. It's kind of the same concept. You got to move a heck of a lot more to get into that stored energy. But once we get you to a nice, even set point, it's not, it's not that hard. It's not that complicated. Wait, I have to follow up on that question though, because so many, obviously, a lot of ladies who listen to us are moms. Losing mom weight, I think, is different than losing any other kind of weight. Have you, in your experience, seen that to be true? And if so, are there any like specific workout things, mm. like one move or two routines or something that you love that you think like every mom should be doing to move that stubborn lower belly fat that is so annoying? Okay, but wait, define mom weight for me. Like weight gained while you're pregnant and nursing. Aha! You just said the keyword nursing. So there's a mm-hmm. reason for that, right? So I actually wrote a whole a whole book about this. Um, you can get audiobooks for free on a library app. If you're pregnant, you're postnatal, take it out, read it. The reality is that when you're nursing and when you're pregnant, you break down exactly how much weight you're supposed to gain. And it's like this much is water, this much is baby, this much is placenta, this much is fat for energy stores to breastfeed. And it's like eight to 10 pounds of body fat for a reason. 
So if you gain more than that, breastfeeding will help you get smaller. Now, when you're about 10 to 15 pounds away from pre-baby weight and you're breastfeeding, it's real hard to do. And that's where I would say like, why? No, no, forget after like, well, like after you've left breastfeeding and pregnancy behind, but the weight is still there. Like okay. you know, what, five what years find, later. What I find from breastfeeding though, cause I'm, I breastfeed like a crazy person. I had like this last time I had four gigantic freezer fulls of, <laughs> of milk and I am so skinny when I breastfeed. Because you're just burning and burning and burning. And I like put, will like store like 40 ounces every single day because I'm like with the pump all the time. Now, I think the issue is this. This is what I think the issue is because we can get into like difficult waters of like, you know, well, I don't have time to do that. Or, and this person has time because this is their life. And like, you know, for you and me, our job is fitness. Right. We're like, well, you're a fitness professional. So you get to do that. The issue is this. And this is what I always talk about with my students. The answer is simple. It's not easy. And the reason it's common sense, as you say, it's common sense. It's science. If you do this to your body, if you put in this, if we put somebody in a room and we're like, this is your exercise and this is all you get to eat and we're locking the door so you don't have a choice. And if they did that, they would have a result of their body. Correct? No, 100 percent. They have a certain result. The only the only thing that the only thing that I would say there's a is the breastfeeding is that you are you are. That's pretty exceptional. I have heard for a lot of women that if they do get below a certain body fat percentage, it will compromise milk stores. And that's where I'm like, look, dude, if you're 10 pounds off, chill, finish breastfeeding, it'll be fine. I'm sure you're perfectly healthy, but you're, you're a hundred percent, right? Like that's the thing. There is no such thing as mom weight. Once you get past the hormones of being postnatal, it is, it goes right back to eating a bit less, moving a bit more. And no one said it's going to be easy, but it is Simple. Okay. And I, I agree with you completely. It is but, simple. But to target specifically, maybe I shouldn't She's have like, said let me go back I'm to, going back let to the question. Go back to the, the ladies listening, <laughs> the ladies listening are gonna be thankful that I didn't lose this train of thought. Lower belly, stubborn fat. That is what I'm asking about. And mom or not, just you cannot <laughs> spot reduce it. You you know you understand that. So you you have to reduce overall body fat. Fat cannot be spot reduced. So I also kind of think of it as follows, right? Like as a healthy woman, you're going to have a certain percentage of body fat. I think I'm like six, 15, 16%. I've seen women, very healthy women up to 25% even. So, all right, where you store your fat does have to do a lot with your biochemistry. That's why we see a lot of guys rate their apples. They have more testosterone, so they have more belly fat. But my, my point to this is that I keep it in my lower body. I'm more estrogen dominant. Now, I've tried for years to get my legs a little bit leaner, a little bit leaner. My face will get drawn. My boobs will disappear. My ribs will start showing. I still have fat on the top of my quadriceps. They are still not defined. So the, the point is that maybe you're healthy, right? And your body is losing weight from everywhere else, but it likes to hold fat in that particular part of your of your body. And that's, that's okay. I tend to look at health as like, what is the doctor telling you, right? Like, what is your blood sugar? What is your cholesterol? Like, where's, where's your blood pressure? What are, where are all your inflammatory markers? If those are good and you have a little bit of belly fat, like I have fat on top of my quads and cellulite on the back of my ass. The the world's not going to end. Does that make sense? Like, 
No, it makes perfect. Cause I'm always curious, like if it's if there's some like secret trick that no, everyone girl. else knows about in terms of like, reduce. is it crunches? Is it planks? No. Is it you and, know and whatever? That, if you're doing those, you will you will work out that part of your body, and you can't go wrong by you know working out your lower belly. You can't go wrong by doing that. But at the same time, and and I actually am very similar to you that I will gain weight in my legs yeah. and my butt. And I, I mean, my husband will sometimes would be like, when I'm like, you know, breastfeeding a lot and exercising, he's like, he says, you look like a f-ing skeleton. Just my face, my face. He'll be like, he'll be like, and, and I eat like a crazy person. Like, I'm not like that. I did the whole starving thing for many, many years. I don't do that anymore. It's just, just because of who I am and my nature. But my legs will always be, and I'm, I'm thin, but it's not, you know, I used to give myself a really hard time about it and get very frustrated about yeah. it. And people can look at you and say what they want. Oh, you shouldn't care and stuff like that. But at the same time, no, all we, all ca- we all care until we start to have a conversation with ourselves where we're like, we're spending way too much energy being our worst critic. So true. And it's just stupid and it's a waste of time. So that's like where the whole self-love comes in. But in terms of, you know, spot targeting, yeah, she's, she's absolutely right. You have to kind of work the whole body. And, and if you think about strength and flexibility and circulation, you know, you're not going to go wrong with it. No, you can't. You, you won't. It, it's she's she's absolutely right. It, it's it's just that if you want to lose belly fat, you got to lose overall fat, period. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that the techniques you're going to use, hit training, resistance training, multiple muscle group movements, right? Like I'll push ups, going to do chest, shoulders, triceps, core, quads. So it's going to burn more calories at the same time. You can crunch your little heart out. It's not the most effective at burning fat, but it's excellent at toning lower body. And she's told it, but will it spot reduce from that area? No. So you have to look at what's going to be the most metabolic approach. Eat less, (laughs) train more, and body fat will reduce overall. If there's a little bit left, like, girl, you know? Oh, you, no it. one needs to preach to me. I am like the opposite of a gym bunny. I just thought it was really I mean, you've you've just you've helped so many people overcome real entrenched body like just transformations that and 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 so much of it's emotional also like everything that, you know, we just talked about is is, you know, you don't you you just you're it, it's never just about the physicality of it. It's about the emotional. It's about how you feel in your skin. It's about the strength yeah. and the flexibility. And and nobody is a bigger subscriber to that than I am. I was just curious if there was like, you know what? It's really the, the, the magic gimmick. He, he <laughs> never found it, but yeah, she you know, has it ask for the people. <laughs> Um, I just you know what it is, honestly. And it's so creepy how the, these one like weird things stick in your yeah. brain. I remember distinctly reading an interview when I think it was Jessica Simpson when she was getting ready for um to play Daisy Duke. And she de- she like detailed her sprint routine on the treadmill. And she was like, this is how I like got shredded. This is what I did. And I I've, ever since then, I've been like, are there certain types of workouts that you should be doing? And a hit seems like the thing that people really love. It's it's very intense for me. Body fat reduction, it's going to be intensity, right? So what are the techniques that are going to be the most intense so that you burn the most calories during and after? And it's going to be hit intervals, heavy resistance, metabolic circuits where it's like one move, next move, next move, next move. And, you know, you don't rest. You use, again, like moves that work multiple muscle groups at the same time. And if you've ever done any one of my workouts, you see that other than the heavy weights, because I don't I don't put that 
I prefer to work with someone in person. Like that's not going to be on a DVD. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going <laughs> to we're going to deadlift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, you get your fifty pounds. Yeah, no, because I'm, I'm all filled up on lawsuits. So I, you know, I don't touch that. One. <laughs> but uh, you know, those those techniques are going to they're going to burn more calories. So you're going to lose fat faster. But you can't, yeah, you can't spot reduce it. So what is exciting and up next for you? I feel like you've had a lot of life changes recently. I feel like everything's coming together here. So what's what's exciting? What's happening for you now? Gosh, you know, I mean, a lot of the same. It's like I'm I'm very focused on my family. I'm I'm very focused on uh my new relationship. I've been I've been seeing somebody for like a year and a half now. She's lovely. That stuff doesn't. Oh wow! Congratulations. Thank you. I mean, it, not, nothing <laughs> like that stuff doesn't change professionally. I I maintain a very consistent message. You know, that doesn't change whether it's like, all right, you know, you work on an app, you work on a book, you work on fitness equipment, you work on a clothing line that that all stays pretty much the same. Um, but for me, what I would like to see, and this is something that uh, I've been working on with my business partner is how do we take this platform that we built with our app. And, and right now, you know, you, you have to charge for it. It costs so much to build these platforms and to mm-hmm. run them and to evolve them and to do the updates. But down the road, I would love to find a way where we can make it free to everybody. And you can have multiple experts on the platform with zero advertising. So there's no, you can say whatever you want. So it's like, we're trying to figure out like, all right, is it underwritten by even an insurance company? Right. Like, how do you do that? That is kind of my long term goal is how do we give people really pure information that isn't compromised by an agenda? Because things like keto, I mean, come on, it's like a gazillion dollar industry. It's complete BS. Like all that stuff is just not true. And it's influencing so many different forms of media and people are getting misinformation. And it's like, oh, take this, do that, use this. And it's just all bullshit. And and I would love to be able to take this platform and make it free. That's like my, how do you do that as a legacy? That's my like 10 year goal of like, let's take all this information, make sure it's totally pure, totally validated, 100% trustworthy and totally free. But I don't have that answer yet. But that's something well, I'm working well, on. When you do, when you do, let <laughs> us cool. let us know because everybody will will be jumping on that. How would you describe a healthy way of eating? Um, I know that that's a very very big question. Yeah. But you know, for for our listeners who are wanting to be healthier and wanting to feel better, um, what and wanting to get into better shape, what what are some simple things that they can do in order to just change things up at home? Well, the first thing I would say is let's, let's look at the basic science that applies to everybody. Right. And that's when we go to like, Hey, eat less, move more calories in calories out. You, you've got to trust me. I don't make any money saying that totally free advice. There's no bait and switch on the diet here. I'm not selling you that information. So that is like bottom line. Don't eat more than you burn in a day. Right. Bam. Everybody can do that. Yeah. I don't care how much time you have. I don't care how much money you have. Even if you live in a food desert, there was a great study that was covered by CNN ages ago about a scientist who lost 27 pounds eating nothing but crap in a food desert. And he's like, look, it's not healthy. But my point is, it, this is it's calories in, calories out. And there's study after study after study that will illustrate that. Setting that point aside, common sense, right? Don't eat stuff that isn't food. If it's like bright blue, 
Probably not food. You know, if it, if it doesn't have a mother, if it didn't come from the ground, think about it. I mean, like a Cheeto, like, what is that? <laughs> what is that at the end of the day? You know, it's not probably not food. So try to eat food in its most whole form as clean as possible. And that means like spend your money if you can on organic dairy. If you're going to do dairy, you know, beef that has no hormones, no antibiotics, right? Try to keep it clean, eat less of it. We don't need a ton of animal products. So eat better quality, less of, save the money there. If you don't have money for organics with fruits and vegetables, go thick skinned. So have the orange instead of the raspberries, right? So you don't get all the pesticides, herbicides, fungicides. So common sense there. Personally, I mean, after years of doing what I've been doing, and I am a certified nutritionist, I have written eight best-selling books with doctors and registered dietitians. I believe human beings are omnivores. You should eat mostly plants, right? I, I mean, you've said this, it's like the flexitarian, right? Like yeah. mostly plants, mostly whole foods, but a little bit of meat. So we don't get vitamin deficiencies. You get the collagen, the omega-3s, all three of them. The like, like just common sense. I don't think we need to overthink it. Like protein, fat, carbs, healthier versions, not processed foods. And if you kind of don't, don't eat chemicals and you don't overeat and you eat a little bit of all the macros, mostly plants. Emotionally, how do you think people can get there? So again, it's the, they have the best of intentions. Yeah. They want to do that. But it's 10 o'clock at night and this person has a bad habit of opening up a pint of ice cream and eating it. And then the next morning they feel shitty. They're angry with themselves and they promise themselves all day long that they're not going to do it again. And then it happens again. Well, see, you you bring up the most important point, right? So people love to talk about, oh, you know, on the biggest loser, they gained their weight back. And it's like, well, 85 percent of the people that lose their weight gain it back. 65% of the contestants on that show gained it back. So to be honest, that was actually a great percentage that we had going. And it's disheartening across the board. I get it. But it's because of exactly what you said. Like, why are people really overweight? It isn't a fat gene. 3% of your genetic or or, or of this factor is, is genetic, right? And even that can be controlled with healthy food and healthy fitness interventions. It's the emotions. We use food as a crutch, which there's nothing to be ashamed about. It's okay. We're all human. We date people we shouldn't. Maybe we drink too much. Maybe we take things we shouldn't take. It's part of the human condition. It's like own it, accept it, have no shame in it. Start there. Then get some help. If it's deeply rooted in psychology, maybe see a counselor, join OA, get a support group on board. And I can tell you something as simple as establish a why, because with a really strong purpose and motivation, whether it's, you know, meeting your great-grandchildren, wearing skinny jeans, like having sex with the lights on, reversing your type 2 diabetes. I don't care how profound or how superficial, as long as it's important to you, that will help you tolerate the how, which is the work associated with the goal. But if it's way deeper than that, get, get some help and, and stop right. pretending like you love it. I, I, don't, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't, right. I don't think anybody loves worrying that, you know, they're, they're going to die of a quadruple bypass at 65. Like get some help. It's okay. That's great advice. What, um, can we ask you the same question with fitness? Yeah. Um, how, how can people, I mean, the hardest part is showing up, 
you know, I always congratulate my students at the beginning of class. I'm like, you made it. Yeah. All right. Hardest part is showing up, which you really do, even for me. And I love working out, but I'm like, oh, I have a million things to do or my kids or this or that, or I'm tired. Um, and I have to make myself go sometimes. Um, and I'm, and I never regret it. Not one time. Right. Never regret going to work out. Um, but for those for those um, of our listeners who who really struggle with with the motivation, how, what do you what words of wisdom do you have? I, I've gone over this. I've come at this a million different ways, right? Where it's like, oh, you know, you, you think about how you're going to feel after, and oh my god, think about the summer vacation. Think about your why, and this work with purpose becomes passion. Work without purpose is punishing. I've said it all, but you know what? Here's what works for me. <laughs> I just tell myself, I'm going to do this for 10 minutes. And if in 10 minutes, I would rather stick needles in my eyes, I'll stop. And you find that like, you give yourself a little bit of permission. You don't like push yourself too hard. And it's like, all right, 10 minutes, 10 minutes in. I'm like, all right, all right. I play a song I really like. I got another five. And usually worst case scenario, I can get myself through 20 minutes. And I'm like, all right, I did 20 and I, I won't, I won't have the extra glass of wine tonight. And I find that balance. So it to me is about allowing it not to be perfect. So many times we think like, if I don't do the 90 minute yoga class, which sometimes, you, you know, I actually love having the luxury of doing that, but sometimes you don't have the time or you don't get the spin class or you're not doing the weights and all the stuff, you, your usual routine, someday, like yesterday I wasn't in the mood, dude. And I literally got on the Stairmaster for 20 minutes and answered emails but I went, but I got my sweat on. Right. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't what I normally do. I was stressed out. I had a thousand things to do, but it's like, I'll just do my emails on this Stairmaster. And it was better than nothing. Let it be better yeah, than nothing. Right. When you don't want to do it, right. just yep. make it better than nothing. Love that. Love that. We can all do that. We can all do better than nothing. <laughs> um, and then the, the other thing that we have you do is we have you um, tell us something that you're into right now, something that we can link to. For me, I'm I'm a supplement fanatic bordering on a little bit crazy, but, um, hmm. I'm obsessed with this brand called Alaya naturals, uh, which is run by a mom of two independently. And all her formulations are from organic superfoods. They're all ethically sourced. And I'm obsessed with her greens and her multi-collagen with MSM glucosamine chondroitin. Um, you should have her on. She's actually awesome. You guys would love her. What, what are supplements that moms should be taking? <sighs> I, I would say it depends if you're breastfeeding, obviously, or, or pregnant. I mean, of course, talk to your doctor. For me, this is what I recommend for everybody. I, I like krill oil. Um, it, it's more shelf stable than fish oil. And it's, it's better for the environment. Um, so krill oil, I always take heart health, brain health. I like a multi-collagen protein powder um, for hair, skin, nails, it, your intestinal lining, like it's got to be a multi-collagen, right? Because our bodies. What does that mean? What What is that? What do you mean? What I mean by that is that there's all, there's different kinds of collagen, right? And your body is made up of different types of collagen. So the lining of your intestine is a different type of collagen than your skin, your connective tissue. So if you're going to take collagen, you you want to take one that is more bioavailable and has the the multiple different types of collagen in it. Ideally it's sourced ethically and it's from like, you know, grass fed, grass finished cows, um, ethically sourced seafood, that kind of stuff. Um, eggshell membrane, you want all that different stuff in there because that way you're hitting the, the connective tissue, intestinal lining, 
hair, skin, nails, and so on. So for me, that's my, that's my go-to when it comes to the protein powder. I don't take a multi anymore. Um, I did a ton of reading on uh, synthetic vitamins versus vitamins from organic whole foods. And even though the research can be skewed, it just shows like organic whole food products are better. So I take a greens powder, oh, that's the Alliant Naturals, um, and it has adaptogens and antioxidants and the vitam- vitamins and the minerals. So I don't have to take 50 things. So that kind of takes the place of my like immunity boosters, all that stuff, anti-aging stuff, multi, I get it in my greens powder and then a probiotic, um, just for gut health, obviously. And it's a prebiotic probiotic that also that I get from this company. Um, so that's what I, that's what I recommend. It's a little bit crazy, but that's what I take. And they all kind of do different things and they're, and they're, they make a huge difference for me, I've noticed. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thanks, Thank you. guys. I really appreciate it. This is a fact. All right, guys, that was Jillian Michaels. I mean, I, I'm a total fangirl. I, I am a fitness nerd. Um, I love everything, workout, everything in terms of healthy eating and stuff like that. Do I love to not work out? And I like to sometimes, you know, not eat well. Absolutely. But I'm always fascinated by it. I'm fascinated what these people who really dedicate their entire lives to health and fitness, what they have come up with, because there's so many people come up with so many different things. But ultimately, I really, I really feel like a big takeaway that I I hope some of you guys bring with it from this, bring from this, is that there's nothing wrong with you. And I think so many times people will say, you know, think, well, I'm just not that kind of person that is capable of doing X, Y, and Z because I'm not just not built that way. People use the whole big boned kind of thing. And, you know, as a, as a fitness teacher, it always makes me sad because, you know, ultimately we're much more similar than we are different. And we all have our own little things and we have different places, you know, as we were talking about in the episode where each one of us will, will store fat. And we need to give ourselves a little bit of a break about that. We need to stop being such perfectionists because it's so not worth it. And in, in, in this day and age of filters and Photoshop and all this kind of stuff, I think we hold ourselves to way too high of a bar. The thing that I've been focused on as I've really like gotten myself into a healthy workout routine and just making it more of a ritual and more of a regular ritual because I think I just I'd I'd put it on the back burner burner and I'd run out of time too many days in a week and too many weeks in a row for me to feel comfortable and and the last couple of weeks I've really made it a priority and I have to say the thing that motivates me and actually gets me there even when I might be feeling tired or sore or something a I I put my workout on clothes my workout clothes first thing in the morning so you like have that one barrier to entry removed and b is I absolutely have been focusing first and foremost not on any changes in my body, any changes in my weight, like any changes like that. It's all purely about the mental reward and about how my how my mind feels. And I really it is it is so incredible because it is physical changes take time. Mental changes can happen overnight because your body just feels so rewarded by you making it a priority. And I think that's something that as moms can be so challenging to do. But as you say, Lara, it you are so worth it. And and you are so much more capable of of the self-love that you need to show the rest of your family the love that they deserve if you're taking good care of yourself um, with good food and with good and with good fitness. So we loved that chat. And now it's time for our favorite things. Now it's time for our favorite things. Yes. 
All right, my favorite thing today is a song that my kids really like to listen to. So I know that like a lot of us probably have the songs that drive us crazy that our kids are like really, really into. I've actually been pretty lucky that my kids like some pretty funny music. Um, and most of it is not kids music. Um, like like they love uh, Sweet Caroline. Um, they love the YMCA, right? But there is this song that they're really, really into right now, which is a kid's song, but I just think it's so funny. And it's called Bigfoot. Big feet. Take a look at my big feet. <laughs> now, I will spare you. I love this but it's song. Big, big, so big Block Sing Song is is the creator or the artist or whatever and it's actually it's a, a music video comp- compilation of a lot of different songs and it's just it's just so funny because my kids are so into it and they like dance and then like especially Leo like Le- my three year old like he like really knows the song he, he's like look at my big feet wow that's <laughs> all this stuff I apologize guys but you know what I mean imagine like a three year old doing this cuter <laughs> cuter than me um, anyway I recommend it because it just me cracks me up so much that it doesn't drive me crazy like some of the other songs might drive you crazy. I feel like I do food. A lot. I do food and makeup a lot. Maybe you can tell what I really love. <laughs> but but um, <laughs> one more fun snack thing that I've just discovered. I honestly, I think Amazon like serviced me this, you know, like other products you might like, which is always a dangerous slippery slope to go down. But I tried these um, Hue or Who grain-free crackers. Um, I, I, or I went ahead and ordered the like sampler box because I, I wasn't sure if I'd like the pizza flavor or the everything bagel flavor or the sea salt flavor the best. Turns out I like all of them. Um, and I really love, these are, their crackers are made from like cassava flour and I'm sure some nut flour, so they might not be good for school. Yeah. It's um, a blend of almond whole cassava and organic coconut flour. But they are so like light and crispy, crunchy and have no grains in them. If that's something you try to avoid, um, you know, during the week or or or, you know, just generally speaking. Um, And I find them to be as like grain free crackers go. They're very highly snackable. So that's what I got for you. Love that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, email us, swipe up, always swiping up. Um, we, We love it. Spread the word, guys. Um, don't forget to email us, mombrainpod at gmail.com. Find us on YouTube. Oh, guys, you know what? We have a Facebook group. No, wait. I didn't know that. Oh, we sure do. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Mom Brain is a Gallery Media Group original production.